The following program is sponsored by Frank Shelton. Welcome to Frank Shelton's podcast on life, leadership, and our Lord. Frank is an author, evangelist, and one of the most sought-after speakers in America. Frank is married to his sweetheart, Ruth, and they have two children and live near Washington, D.C. After working two decades on Capitol Hill, he left by faith to preach the gospel. He served five years on staff with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and he was a chaplain at three Summer Olympics. Today, Frank has preached on five continents and addressed audiences at stadiums over 120,000 in attendance. His TV ministry, By Faith with Frank Shelton, airs weekly to over 150 million homes worldwide. And today, he's thrilled to speak to you. Enjoy today's message by our host, Frank Shelton. Hey, hello, friends. This is Frank Shelton. It's a high honor to be back in the studio with you, broadcasting live from our nation's capital. I want to thank all our friends at WWGB. Thank you to all of our partners, and I want to give a special shout-out to all the pastors. God bless you. For those who call, um, reach out to our office or go to our website, frankshelton.com, um, I'd like to give you a free gift. This is a DVD. It's a $20 value. Not selling anything. It's a free gift. If you go to my website, frankshelton.com, Click on contact, and you can email me, frank, at frankshelton.com. I will give you Dr. Billy Graham's last ever sermon called Heaven. I was an honor to be part of this project. It touched people across the country and around the world, and it will be my gift to you. Uh, the last three months, I've logged 25,000 miles just in the airplane. And uh, when you add the uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, it's been a wild ride. I want to thank you for those who uh, pray for us, who support us, who believe in us. And um, gosh, I've been coast to coast twice. Ruth and I, I spoke in San Diego. My wife came with me. I preached there. I flew to Honolulu, Hawaii. I preached at two churches there in the state capitol at a prayer event. Um, was in, just preached. Uh, we were in Los Angeles. Um, we were in Las Vegas, uh, Norwalk, Connecticut. I had the honor to speak at a pastor's conference for two nights. Uh, flew to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee to speak at a huge Southern Gospel event. Uh, spoke in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, we just were in Nashville. I did a three-night revival in Houston, Texas at a Spanish church. And I want to say hello to all my friends out in Houston. And uh, God met with us. We had over 200 respond at one altar call, it was incredible. And then I preached Christmas Eve in Delaware and we had 21 people get saved. I just wanna share a simple message to you, making room for Jesus and this next calendar year. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Luke chapter two. I'm gonna read seven verses, seven, but I'm gonna point you to heaven. Luke chapter two, verse one. And it came to pass in those days, there was a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Let me say this, the only thing more taxing than the IRS is living and dying without Jesus. Verse two, and all were taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph went up to Galilee, the city of Nazareth, and my wife and I were recently there right before COVID, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem to be taxed and marry with the wife being great with child. And so it was while they were there, they uh, would help deliver and see the baby born. Verse seven, and they brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, quote, because there was no room for them 
and the end. My message today is making room for Jesus. The Bible says, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose their own soul? Perhaps you've heard the statements, no hope, no chance, no help, no luck. But Joseph, Mary, and Jesus found no room for them in the end. Um, I worked in four White Houses. Uh, just last week, I was invited to be at a meeting with President Biden at the White House. Um, I end up electing to drive our son to school. Even priorities as parents sometimes have to even forego presidential politics. But having said that, um, I heard a story years ago overseas of a president that was on a goodwill tour. It was a last second unplanned event and they extracted and pulled out two entire floors of people who already paid to stay in the hotel, threw them out on the street, quote, to make room for a president. But 2000 years ago, we didn't have room for the Prince of Peace. Society has made room for royalty, but not the redeemer. We've made room for earthly kings, but turned our back on the king of all kings. We rolled out the red carpet for Hollywood stars, but we turned our back on heaven's son. The week before Christmas, Ruth and I was in Beverly Hills. We flew back to Washington, D.C. Jesus wasn't born in a city of prestige or power, but among the poor. Bethlehem in that region is also known as the house of bread, and it's interesting that the house of bread had no room for the bread of life. Perhaps my favorite president of all time was Abraham Lincoln. Some of you know the Shelton's connection personally and literally with Abraham Lincoln. It was my ancestor who hand carried Abraham Lincoln across the street the night he died. Lincoln is on the lowly penny. And I used to be offended that someone of his stature, as big as he is, would be deduced to something so small. But then I realized as a child, not everyone in America as a kid will hold a crisp $100 bill, but every kid in America will be able to touch the penny. Even greater than Lincoln, the Lord who was born in the barn of Bethlehem wanted him to be able us to get up close and touch him, examine him, become friends with him, and be saved by him. We have a savior who isn't distant or aloof at the wheel, but a very present help in a time of trouble. Charles Spurgeon said it best, if we had a Christ who never cried, we would have a savior who couldn't wipe away our tears. When the world walked out, the Lord walked in. See, Christmas brought God to man, but Easter brought man to God. And I just want to share this thought with you is um, Jesus was left out that you could be included in. He was rejected that we could be received. And Jesus had no room for him at birth, but since he's ascended to heaven, he has been making room for you. Jesus the Christ was the son of a carpenter, and the master, the Messiah, has been making mansions for born-again believers. I'm not preaching prosperity, but I'm preaching biblical reality. Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions. And if it wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you. And there where I may be, you may be also. So if God made the world in six days and took a break, can you imagine what heaven will look like 
as Christ the carpenter has been working for 2,000 years. Even the White House will look small. I want to encourage you this. Not much has changed in the last 2,000 years. We make room for sporting events on Sunday, boating trips, liquor stores, but we're too busy to attend weekend worship. We have alternative lifestyles. Obscenity is loud. Disney recently showed a Christmas thing instead of I love Santa. It actually letters said I love Satan. I want to encourage you that the American dream was going from rags to riches. Jesus went from riches to rags. He went from a mansion to a manger. He went from Beulah land to Bethlehem to be the bruised and battered lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. He had a royal robe, took it off to wear our ripped rags. He had a studded crown, took it off to pick up our splintered cross. He was born in a wooden crib and he died on a wooden cross. And because of his temporal death, you could have life eternal. Mark Lowry penned the Christmas classic, Mary, did you know that this child that you delivered would soon deliver you? See, Mary delivered Jesus in birth, but Jesus delivered Mary and mankind and his death. I talked to you about the manger. I want to talk to you quickly about Mary. See, favor isn't always fair. Mary was highly favored, but she was falsely accused and almost put away by the man she loved the most. She was highly favored, but she was socially rejected and suspected by every person in Bethlehem of a scandal. She was highly favored, but she had to lay on the dirt floor of a stable to give birth to a baby, quote, because there was no room for them in the end. She was highly favored, but in the middle of the night had to flee and leave all she knew to save her baby and move to a strange town because God told her to go. Favor doesn't look favor at first. Favor sometimes will take you through frustration, failure, and fear. But you want to be favored by God? It may be the darkest night in the deepest valley. But if God be for you, who can be against you? And where Satan and society and yourself is screaming, it's the end, God says, no, I just begun. And God will always use things for your good and his glory. I want to talk to you not only about the manger and Mary, but the masters. People have asked for years, was Jesus a man or was Jesus God? He was both. He was fully God. He was fully man. Put him in a blender. It was Jesus Christ. If he wasn't a man, who was that babe born in Bethlehem? But if he wasn't God, why did 10,000 angels sing at that baby's birth? If he wasn't a man, who was that it hungered in the wilderness? But if he wasn't God, who fired 5,000 with the little lad's lunch? If he wasn't a man, who was that on the cross that screamed, I thirst? But if he wasn't God, who told the woman at the well, drink from me, you'll never thirst again. If he wasn't a man, who was that dead for three days in that Jerusalem tomb? But because he's God, that's why that tomb is empty. It's the only tourist attraction in the world where folks come from miles around to stand in line to stare at absolutely nothing. Because we don't serve a dead God we serve the living Lord. See, the first time Jesus came, he came as a kid. The next time he comes, he's coming as the king of all kings. The first time he came, he came in poverty. The next time he comes, he's coming in great power. The first time he came, he was the rejected cornerstone. The next time he comes, he's the rock of all ages. 
The first time he came, he carried a cross. The next time he comes, he's carrying the whole government on his shoulders. The first time he came, he stood silently before Pontius Pilate. The next time he comes, Pontius Pilate, Confucius, Muhammad, Buddha is going to kneel before him and give an account. And I want to encourage you going into 23, we don't follow some wannabe and we don't follow a dead cult leader. We serve the Lord. He's alive. He's king. He's on the throne and he's on his way. And I was always told that if you finish 22 strong, you're going to finish going into the next year even stronger. And I want to encourage you like never before, maybe today, just give God some praise, not because Thanksgiving is in our rearview mirror. But give God some praise. Thank him for how good he's been to you. Thank him that he showed up when it looked like things were going to fall apart. Thank you that when all everybody else left, the Lord was right on time. And I just want to encourage you in these unique times, this is the time to see God move. This is the time to anticipate revival. This is the time to look up, not look down. And God isn't just dying to save us. D.C., he's dying to use you. With a minute left, I just want to encourage you. I talked to you about the manger. I talked to you about Mary, but I want to talk to you about the Messiah. Jesus is not a good way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. And I ask people all over the country, do you know Jesus? I get one of two answers. Some people know Jesus as a stranger. The other know him as their savior. And you need to know the Lord as savior to get to heaven. When I was on staff with Billy Graham, if you ever go to the museum in Charlotte, The front door of that Billy Graham library is a cross. It's a 55-foot tall glass cross. And in order to get to the museum, you have to go through the cross. You can't get around the cross. You can't get a rope and a ladder over the cross. You can't dig a hole and go underneath the cross. You got to go through the cross to get to the museum. And coming to heaven is no different. Muhammad didn't get on the cross. Buddha didn't get on the cross. Jesus the Christ got on the cross and he died for you. And it's through the cross that we come to Christ. And I want to encourage you, go to the website, frankshelton.com. Send me your email, frank at frankshelton.com. Send me your address and I'll send you Dr. Graham's last message. And I want to wish you a happy new year because if God be for you, who can be against you? Thank you for joining Frank Shelton today. Consider bringing Frank to your next outreach. Feel free to contact us at frank at frankshelton.com and look for us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Frank Shelton Jr. If you would like to partner with Frank Shelton Global, you can donate online at frankshelton.com. Your generosity will help us bring the word to the world. This is Frank Shelton reminding you when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. God bless you and go with God. Tune in next week and God bless you.